Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. Man, it's kind of comfortable. I've been able to say that three times now. It's been a little bit since we've been here uh, on the podcast at Speak the Truth. We've had a lot of stuff going on at Speak the Truth. And uh, for you listeners, more to come on why we've been kind of out of pocket and we haven't been able to consistently bring you guys uh, some content. But as I've been saying the last couple of times, we're actually at the ABC Conference 2021. Uh, Last year, we weren't able to really do this in person and uh, we're able to do it. We've got almost 500 people uh, in attendance. That's pretty awesome. I think the exact number is like 408 or something like that. Um, and uh, so we're, we're excited. There's a lot of a lot of contributors here, a lot of people going. And unfortunately, again, as I've mentioned before, Shauna and Jeremy are busy doing other things, but I've got a special guest with us here, Eliza Huey. How are hey, you? Hey, I'm doing great. And I'm so glad to be here with everybody else at the conference. Great. Today, we're actually going to be focusing on Eliza's new book. Uh, it's, a, it's certainly a, a topic that uh, unfortunately is un- underestimated, understated. Um, and unfortunately, because our culture focuses so much on self, um, we can, unfortunately in the Christian world have um, oftentimes um, just, you know, we hear self and we immediately go into biblical mode and uh, we kind of get in, in those particular sure. modes. But there is nonetheless a biblical category uh, for self-care. And so what Eliza has done in her new book, The Whole Life, uh, is provided basically 52 weeks of biblical self-care. Uh, and in it, which, I mean, 52 weeks, Eliza... Really? How long did it take you? Did it take you 52 <laughs> weeks to do this? It actually took us a while. So I actually co-authored it with Esther Smith and um, we kind of looked back and I first approached her of about writing this book with yeah. me. It was like three years before it was published. And so we worked on it for about, oh, about a year and a half, kind of coming up with the ideas and stuff. And then about a year and a half through the editing and publishing and so forth. So it's a, it's been a three-year baby that we wow. that we birthed here. Well, thank you for that, you know, three-year um, time and process to developing this because now we get 52 weeks. Awesome. Um, so what was y'all's heart and just really kind of collaborating and, and thinking through this? What? Yeah. So here's the story behind yeah, it. I... Yeah. As a counselor, seeing a lot of people coming into the counseling room really recognized like a lot of what I was seeing. Yes, people were dealing with the struggles in their relationships and the struggles in their in their workplace or the things that were coming in circumstances and so forth that were causing them to seek counseling. But as I talked with them, one of the things that I was seeing was like they yes, we had this circumstance that was trying and a struggle or a trial, but they also had no idea how much just the lack of attention on their own yeah. personal needs, their spiritual needs, their emotional needs, their their relational needs was having on their on their on their whole person. And so um, there wasn't really a resource. I couldn't yeah. really like, you know, I talked with them about how to better care for themselves in a way that's biblical. That isn't just like think spa day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this actually like biblical and how God created us just as a whole person. And so. Um, I, I noticed it in my counselees, but then yeah. I noticed it also in my counselors. So at the time I was working in a counseling ministry where I had about uh, seven, eight other counselors under me. Yeah. And I was actually seeing just the detrimental effect of being a counselor, how much you're just taking on. And, you know, it, it comes in like we carry that yeah, yeah. and not really seeing good habits in even my counselors yeah. um, that I was starting to see some burnout in some of them. Yeah. But then... I noticed it in myself. And I think that's where I really was like, I need to have something that really, you know, can direct people and direct myself. Um, And so I knew that there wasn't a resource that was biblical. And so I decided, well, I need to write this book. But 
I say this a little bit in my book. I'm a, I'm a very much like an ideas person. I like to start things. Yeah. I like to be a part of stuff. I like to get things done. I'm, I'm a doer and yep. have a lot of energy. And I thought if I write this book, people who read it are just going to be exhausted, probably just, <laughs> just reading it. So yeah, well, no, that's good though, because you, you break it down into some, obviously some helpful sections. And actually we did a podcast, I think, um, I'd have to go back and look, but I, I want to say it's somewhere like in the in the thirties uh, episodes. But uh, we did we did a, a podcast or two just on on self care and just you know really oh, yeah. the the reality of um, just great. the pre- the preventative measure right. of it's not selfish. Right. right. And, and so, and, and obviously we talked a little bit about, and around that time, the context was just kind of talking about, you know, the Sabbath and having a day of rest and, sure. and in, really employing those sorts of things mm-hmm. into this idea of self-care and kind of like what you initially have first section, which is obviously the most part, which is spiritual, right. you know, the spiritual life and then the physical life and the purposeful life, uh, community life, work life, and then section six, the yep. restful life. What was, um, just maybe maybe something from the spiritual life section. Yeah. What did you enjoy? What was uh, most refreshing for you? Where where did you get some self-care from this? Yeah, the spiritual life. I think the thing that most impacted me was actually right at the beginning of the book because that section is first is seeing how Jesus actually practiced caring for his human needs. Like we removing don't removing himself. Exa- well, yeah, yeah, removing himself and being able to say like it's it's not just removing myself to rest, which is good because those are that's a that's a physical reality that God created us to have those limits. But he 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 went away, found a quiet place, and he prayed. He connected with the Father, God incarnate, Jesus with you know God with skin on. If he needs to take time away and spirit connect with the Father. How much more do we? So I think that was just really encouraging how he modeled self-care for us and specifically in that spiritual realm, if you will. No, that's good. And and just uh, looking here really quickly, and of course, these are broken down in by weeks, of mm-hmm. course, but um, just like week four, for example, practicing biblical meditation. Mm. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, obviously in, in church, you know, you know, we pride ourselves in, you know, scripture memorization, but it's like we don't use it. What's right. the purpose of memorizing it? Well, it's to meditate and, and think yep. through. And so the fact the fact that you've got these sorts of things in here demonstrates to, to kind of your point at the beginning, uh, we were kind of talking before uh, we hit the record button, but you know, just the reality of oftentimes the idea of self-care is kind of looked at um, is kind of this cultural selfishness mm-hmm. that, um, you know, well, uh, maybe, maybe our problem is we, we it's too much self. And yeah. so this is obviously a balanced approach yeah. to that idea. Well, yeah. And if if you want, let me read it. Let me just yeah. read you the definition yeah. because, as I mentioned, I wrote this with Esther Smith, and she's she comes from a different perspective. Like she has to have, practice self care because she has significant limits. She's not like the same kind of personality yeah. as I. So we bring such a balance, I think, in writing this together. But we really labored over this um, definition. So I'll just read it to you so the listeners can kind of kind yeah. of think about it as we as I say it. it says. We define biblical self-care as the practice of drawing on divinely given resources. So whatever Mm. God gives us, divinely given resources to steward our whole lives for personal enrichment, the good of others, and the glory of God. So it's not 
just about self. It's yeah. yes, personal enrichment. Like God gives us things so that we are enriched. We see that in Second Corinthians. It says you you will be enriched in every way yep. so that you can be generous in every way. So yes, we should be enriched, but it should also extend how we care for else ourselves should extend to the good of others and ultimately the glory of God. Yeah, that's good. And uh, <laughs> this section, uh, this next section two on the physical life, um, just kind of just seeing the phrase just kind of made me laugh a little bit, but stop pushing through. Mm. There's sort of this pride and just oh, push yeah. it through. Oh yeah. Just push it through. We, like, yeah, for I, sure. Tell it's almost like you're, you're, you're presenting this internal commentary of like burnout. I'm going to burn out, burn out. And this positive narrative where it's like, you realize that's Batch. where you're going. You yeah. keep pushing through. That's where you're going to be. <laughs> so. I think so. I think we, I think we elevate productivity in yeah. this culture that we live in almost to the point of where we glorify it and yeah. even burnout. Like we, we don't necessarily wear it like a badge, but it almost seems like, like we're, if we look at where we're going, we certainly are encouraging, yeah. especially in ministry. We encourage people in ministry to like push, push, push. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's yeah, is dangerous. This, no, that's, that's right. Liza. In other words, it's almost like, you know, at the end of the day, we're so focused on productivity as if that's the only purpose of our existence. Right. You yeah. know, as if it's, that's the, the sole purpose in which we do things. So like, and wow. we, and we, we quote yeah. the scripture verses as if to somehow justify that idea. Boom. You know, it's in some <laughs> cases where it's just like, no, really, really the idea. So I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's biblical, right? It's theological about, you know, about the, the, the day of rest and, and the oh, Sabbath yeah. and just, you know, regardless of your um, theological views on the Sabbath, but there is this rhythm of rest. Um, and it's obviously revealed in that section, the physical body and, and life that you keep pushing yourself physically. You think you're real spiritual and pushing through. You can't rely. Well, you know, as you're doing things in your own, it's like we have this twist narrative right. of what it means. Um, but again, at the same time, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go get a Patty and Manny right. or Patty and Manny to like, <laughs> oh, I need some self-care. Like somehow this, this superficial, no, that's not what it's about. Right. But I think a lot of people have that caricature of what. I think so. I think that's what we tend to think about. And so then of course it can be something yeah. like, should we be doing this? Is yeah. that really? And not that there's anything with, as you called it, a Patty and a Manny. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with a spa day, but if that's your, it, yeah. But self-care is so much bigger than that. Yeah. And really, if we look at it from the biblical perspective, we begin to see like, it's actually God yeah. recognizing our humanness and saying like, it's okay. I made you with those limits. So attend to them. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And, um, and I, and I think, you know, kind of the way I, I just, I appreciate the way that you have these sections and it's mm -hmm. just kind of how they build on each other, but mm -hmm. the spiritual life, the physical life, and then getting into section three, which all of that kind of encompasses a purposeful life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the dynamic of like life. What's, right. Yes. Yeah, the dynamic of life. And so this idea of a purposeful life and man, just some of the weeks that you have here, you know, after coming off of the spiritual and physical sections, basically 18 weeks of focusing on the spirit, uh, spiritual life and physical life. Now it's kind of, okay, well that's, man, that's speaking into the reality of the purpose mm -hmm. and just versus this one dimensional, just get things done. Right. Attitude, um, living with purpose, do more by doing less. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You can't do everything. That's really important for us. Way to, to sound anti-productive. <laughs> right. I hate that narrative. What are you talking about? I like to get things done. What did you say in the beginning? I'm a doer. I know. We are doers, but like, that's why we, th these are this the sections so that we need. Well, and yeah. I, 
I actually really like, so when I was thinking about writing this book, I was sharing it with somebody and they said, oh yeah, write a book that you want to read. And I, and I was like, you know what? No, this is a book I need to read. And I'm yeah. actually going back through it myself yeah. and reading through it yeah. really slow. So. That's a good point. Absolutely. Um, it just, I think the last week uh, to kind of finish out that section, slow down and consider, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's, that's a self-care habit that I think goes completely unnoticed again to go back to the comical portion of, of Patty and a man, <laughs> Patty and a man, I can never say it right, but, um, I do like those by the way, not the nail part, but the foot part. Not I'm the all patty about, part. Yeah. The Patty. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but seriously though, that slow down and consider part yeah. is again. And all that does is go back into the spiritual and physical and begin to just reflect on the reality of like, I can't do everything. No. And Jesus rested. He, as you alluded to earlier, Eliza, that, you know, he, he, he went away to be with the father. Um, like, and we all know this, all of, all of our listeners here know we, we spend our time with people. Yeah. We love people, but people are exhausting. We know it's tough work. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's really what a lot of self-care is because it is, it's like, it almost forces you to reset from the horizontal, like pursuit of giving to people and reorienting our focus on the vertical. And I think, again, that's another uh, misunderstanding of when people think of this idea of self-care that they have this. It's true ridiculous caricature about it. It's mm-hmm. completely spiritual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even that, that chapter, that slow down and consider is oftentimes we know, we know we need to slow down and it will yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to go sit with a cup of coffee in my Bible and just, but how distracted are our brains? Like we are wired anymore and we are constantly trained yeah. to just move quickly from one thing to the next. And so really that chapter is about like, how has God actually put rhythms in the world mm-hmm. to actually slow us down and not just to slow us down to stop us, but to actually consider who he is, how he is sustaining all things for us. And he gives us beautiful displays of that at every sunrise and every sunset. Like he, but consider it. Don't just go, oh, that's a beautiful sunset. What does it tell you about your God who's sustaining this, this rhythm of life that we're, we're in? So, yeah. And what is that doing? That's reinforcing the reality of self-care by giving glory to God. Exactly. Exactly. It is theological. Right. It's deeply theological. The question is, do we actually sit down and consider the extent of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like section four, you have community life. So huge. Yeah, there's a ton there. Totally goes against what I just said about the exhausting piece. <laughs> but well, it's, well, what we say, it's a rhythm. It is. And I think it's, it points to the fact that- And if, have people you love and you like to do life. Exactly. Like, yeah, but good also friends. It, it points to the fact that even self-care can't be done in isolation. Yeah. Like we need other people sometimes to help us see what we need, yeah. but we also need other people that, that actually give us life. Like, yeah, yeah, if we only spent time with people who kind of take the life from us, that is exhausting. But there are people in our lives who give us life. And how can we see that as a gift from the Lord? And how do we steward that well? Yep. Like maybe we actually need to lean into our community, our small group, our church group, our, our, you know, our family, our, our faith family in a way that shows like I actually have needs. And part Mm -hmm. of my needs is I need you. So it's really important and very biblical. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I, I, I just, there's, there's uh, just a lot of um, just kind of dynamic and robustness just kind of in this in this particular in these weeks 27 through 35 the degrees of friendship mm-hmm. thorns of comparison oh my god oh that's huge right like uh, that's if anybody yeah. has a smartphone and is on social media like you, you got to read that section because we are like we are swimming in a sea of comparison and it's turbulent waters and it's you know it's funny to that point Liza it's just 
that comparison where the, the, the whole purpose of social media is telling self stories. It is right. It absolutely is. And then to the one who gets into that comparative game, mm-hmm. it, it steals your self care mm-hmm. because now your self care turns into work mm-hmm. and outperforming right. more likes, yeah. more hearts. And yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother book, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, and I like to, this too, entertainment for self care, you know, yeah. Um, kind of going into hospitality. Like when, yep. when somebody's experiencing hospitality, like when you go into somebody's home and they're just, you know, offering you everything and it's just, I mean, and you feel like that's, that's relief. It I is. Mean, it's just, it it's, 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 it's edifying. Um, and, and, and how we're, do you even like think of it from the standpoint of where the Lord gives us interests, even yeah. hobbies and yep. interests and things that we do to recreate. I know for myself, and this is just being honest here, like that can be hard. Like yeah. that sometimes I think, well, I have to just it. Like as long as I'm recreating in a way that brings other, you know, work related stuff into it or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like God actually gives you interest. I like yeah. to hike. I like to be outdoors. I like yeah. to do outdoor things. And to be able to see that as like, wow, God has given that to me as a way to like, yeah. he knows how I'm wired. He wired me that yeah. way. And it actually gives me life to be able to recreate sometimes. Yeah. Well, speaking of that commercial break on personal on recreating. So does DC have a lot of outdoor life? They actually do, believe okay. it or not. Right. Yes. Now, granted, you, I mean, you could walk around the DC mall and get a little outdoor activity, but yeah. there's some great trails in Virginia. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I just was curious because I love the outdoors too. And sometimes here in Texas, depending on where you are in Texas, you're like, wait, what? Outdoor life. Do What's... they have mountains here in Texas? I am wondering that. Yeah, there are they do? down south. Okay. Yeah, big is it Big Ben? Um, I know you guys are gonna fact check me and be like sending me comments. Can we move the ACB or yeah. ABC conference? Sorry, yeah, but ABC conference down to down to uh, yeah the, down in South South Texas, but um, even kind of West Texas has some of that, right? Um, um, what okay. is it? Um, uh, Amarillo and, and those places okay. where it's kind of you kind of get on the fringes of like New Mexico, Texas, the Panhandle stuff. Gotcha. Uh, right. We've drove through <laughs> once, so for all you guys who've been like. Texans your whole life are totally going to fact check me next Yes, cool. please tell us. Yeah, please to correct write. me. I certainly need it. I need some self-care in that manner. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, just, and then, and then after that too, uh, you know, you've got section five work life mm-hmm. and within work life, um, just really quick, Eliza, uh, do you have any, like, re- do you remember any thoughts or anything in just in, in this particular section that you thoroughly enjoyed in terms of some of these weeks in, these se- in this section? Yeah, well, the first one, the dangers of self-driven workers is oh, yeah. written right out of my, you know, personal experience yeah. of just like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because the opportunity presents itself doesn't mean we need to say yes. And I think as Christians, even if you're not, you don't classify yourself as, oh, I'm really self-driven. Like, we really need to ask ourselves, why? we're saying yes. And we need to work for the glory of God and not for the glory of men. And so that one was really important. But I think week 40 is probably one that I find I have just, God has just really shown me how the value of that, the divvy, the duty. So we really are looking at like, how do we bring other people in? So like this podcast, like you could have a podcast by yourself and that'd be great. But when you bring other people in, doesn't it lighten your load a little bit? Yeah, it does. You don't have to, you know, it's like, it makes it better too. So No, it does. But I'm just curious, did you accidentally come up with the two Ds or was it a pretty intentional okay all right all right well done all right um and then you are not your job title right so 
and it kind of goes back to Liza, what you were just saying. And then obviously, um, for those of us who are in, you know, leadership and then even kind of those more, um, entrepreneurial, you know, mm-hmm. head of organizations, um, owners and things like that, pastors, different people in positions like this is where the struggle really is. For sure. Yeah, it, it really sure. is. So I think one of the most encouraging things I am seeing about this book is to see pastors reading it and saying, yeah. This is so helpful. So yeah, because I think that particular one that you just said, you are not your job title. Like they, we all know that as believers, but functionally, Functionally, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that is true. And then to, to really kind of wrap up this section in really the book, Hmm. a restful life. Yeah. And there's that point that remember the Sabbath. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what, what was it like to conclude with this last section? Honestly, my favorite chapter in this whole book is 52 forever at rest. That picture of what God has prepared for us. Like, like those moments where you have those times, maybe it's on vacation or maybe it's a day where you just take a day off and you feel so refreshed. It's just the tiniest little sliver of what the Lord has for us in so many ways. Like that refreshing that we get when we are with a good friend or we have a good meal or we get a good night's sleep. These are just hints of heaven and the fact that God does, God has created us to one day experience that fully with him and not just rest physically, but that spiritual struggle that we all, even as believers, we still wrestle with like, we're not quite who we should be, but we will one day be. And so I haven't read this part, um, but in this, you know, in, in that particular section in that chapter that week, but forever rest to that point, like that rest is actually going to be introduced with a celebration yes. at the table. Amen. That is awesome. That Isn't is, it cool? That is a delicious way to end. Isn't it? So that's, that's, that is my favorite chapter. Yeah, when I, I wrote that one and I was just like, Lord, you are so good. That's really so good. good. That's really good. Well, uh, Eliza, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, once again, um, I will be uh, selfishly keeping this copy. Awesome. Um, I will pay for it. Um, <laughs> that's, but, that's up to you and your bookstore. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Sean will be like, hey, babe, did you uh, did you pay for that? Um, yeah, I'll pay for it, but I'm just, I'm keeping it at the moment because there's probably not going to be any left. Um, but again, Eliza, thank you so much. But uh, we are going to have her on another podcast with another special guest, but I'll keep that for the time. Well, thank you, Eliza, for joining us in this particular section uh, in this episode uh, again this is out currently yep it's yes. out available pretty much anywhere books are sold but new growth press is the publisher but yep, Amazon new, anywhere. yep. and uh, so I'll probably uh, link it to Amazon Sounds so good. for you guys who like to just open the show notes and click, click. the yeah and touch that and take it to Amazon go ahead and check out and maybe same day you might even enjoy, enjoy excuse me enjoy the whole life but uh, again thank you for listening we'll see you guys next time <laughs>